0: I do have tickets for indie for the, you know, for the brunch Saturday show, as I'd like to do. And I've got my Mondo glasses on reserve. Uh, looking forward to that. Um, but I'm starting to think I might need a preview screening of that one. Oh, so, oh. Like, for just for myself.
1: Just to take it in? Yeah. I'm blaming you, man.
0: Like, I might go to the Late Night Thursday uh just to maybe just absorb it.
1: I'm a big fan of that Thursday as you know. I love those Thursday showings.
0: I sometimes it's too it's too early for me sometimes.
1: I just need it I just need to I need I need to discharge the steam, let out some steam Bennett. Yeah. That's my Thursday showing cuz then I go back and then I watch the weekend viewing is my actual viewing, yeah. But I need that let out some steam, Bennett. I shunk. just,
0: I, I'm still so hurt by Crystal Skulls <laughs> that I might need to just do a private screening first. Because I told you when we went to see Crystal Skulls, yeah, I was. This was a, what was this? 15 years ago. I was on a. I was on a, a movie. I was on a crew, and we we're like, it's an indie show. Everybody's sleeping in crappy accommodations and you know, going to hotels and. Um, you know everything's all super low budget Whatever we're working our butts off We had a dark day And they released it was a, a day they, they just released Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull So there's a cruel full of movie nerds Going to watch this movie Super excited The majority of people were super excited uh, And then we just we, we sat through it and all just kind of came out And were quiet
1: <laughs> That's such a bummer man because, yeah, you want, you, there was no hype walking out of there. there.
0: There was a lot of hype going in, but coming out was the saddest, <laughs> saddest.
1: Well, I, I remember you telling me about that. So I am hedging my bets. So not only am I going to Thursday screening, I'm going to be driving three hours to Houston.
0: You're going to the Screen X.
1: I'm going to Screen X. Finally going to see the, the the movie theater that has three screens and one, so one in front of you, and then one to the left, and one to the right. I'm going to meet friend of the show, professional wrestler Wayne. And we're going to be going to see that on that Thursday showing. I shouldn't give the time, because he's like, don't say anything, because I want to make sure the theater stays empty. <laughs> <laughs> Although, this isn't getting a lot of, this is not getting a lot of hype. This is not getting a lot of hype. Do you feel like, are you nervous? I mean...
0: I mean, look... You were feeling
1: better with James Mangold, but now I feel like that's kind of dissipated a little bit, no?
0: Yeah, I mean, this may be an an instance of also they've been hyping this one a little too much. I guess they're trying to generate interest. interest. Uh, But who under 40 is going to want to see this movie? That's what I need to know. The last one was 15 years ago, and it was horrible and universally hated. The last good one was 89, same year as Batman. Yeah. Now, is it going to suffer the same fate? And we've also got a digital uh, Indiana Jones going on. Right. Um, I mean, here's the thing. I don't know how you're looking forward to it. I feel like you are pretty positive going into most movies. You're always going in with a good attitude. Um, And I'm sure you're going into this one. I am like... I feel like an abused dog going in, <laughs> going back in, and it's like, Indiana e. 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 Jones wants to reach out and pet me again, and I'm just hesitant, you know? Because <laughs> he smacked you last I time. think it's going to be a smack. Like, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a smack, you know? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's going to go as bad as I imagine it might go. I think it'll be better than Crystal Skulls, but it's not going to be in the category. It's not going to be in the realm of the original trilogy.
1: Man, which is like, what's your, like, I don't know if you're a, a James Mangle fan. Like, what would you list as, like, do you have a go to favorite film of his? Like, because let's, so I'll read, it. he did, in, um, he's
0: got his, he's got what, like an interesting filmography. He's done like different movies
1: every yeah. time. I did, because I, I had no idea he did Identity. Yeah. I didn't know that. Copland, I loved Copland. I had no idea. That was he his did.
0: breakthrough indie movie.
1: Yeah. I had no idea he did. But Girl Interrupted. Kate and Leopold, night and day, 310 to Yuma, Yep, walk the line. I mean, he's got the Wolverine and Logan. I mean, it's a pretty solid track record. Yeah. But now we have to factor in what's been, you know, when we've talked about it here with the Mandalorian and Wayne, you know, we have to factor in Kathy Kennedy in this, right? We kind of have to. Like her studio notes are can't be good. Well,
0: she made all the other Indiana Jones movies, so she should have the best perspective.
1: She was more involved with the Indiana Jones movies than she was in the Star Wars movie in her early. She's a career, producer, correct? right?
0: I mean, she's a producer. Yeah,
1: she was a producer on all of the early ones, but like I feel like this one, she probably had more influence on earlier.
0: Here is the main issue, if my opinion, our hero, Doctor. In Henry Jones Jr.
1: You call him Dr. Jones, doll. He's
0: not Indiana. Indiana was the dog. <laughs> He's 80. He's 80. Yeah. Now, I think this movie is leaning into the age. I think so. But still, in the summer movie season full of blockbusters, John Wick, we live in the John Wick era. What is an 80 year old Indiana Jones? How does he stand a chance? It's true. Um so we're going to go and I think that I mean uh, what are you expecting? How are you expecting to feel watching this movie?
1: <clears throat> oh I'm I'm 100% positive that it's going to be better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It has to be that. So that's it's a low bar of excitement for me and I think I said I hedged my bets I'm going to a screen, that, a theater that has three screens because yeah. I can now feel like it's an experience. I'm looking forward to getting
0: the Mondo glasses. I can't wait to get those. Yeah,
1: so I, I it's hedging your bets. But that being said, after reading through James Mangold's filmography, if you're just asking me on the films he made, I think we're in for a treat. I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised if you get this Thursday showing, get it out of your system, and then go back again and watch it on Saturday no matter how you feel on Thursday go watch it again on Saturday
0: I think I'm um, I'm I may end up doing that
1: I think that's the way you go cuz and then I think you're going to be is this going to be the best Indiana Jones no no it can't be it, it, there's no way you can recapture there's absolutely that no magic. chance of yeah. that happening at all I mean you have that as your number one trilogy of all time Yes and I and, and, and rightfully so like there's no way you can do it there, I think it's going to have that same feeling like oh, I, I feel like they should have done this, they should have done that, but I don't think it's going to be bad. I am I feel very confident that it's not going to be bad. I just don't know if it's going to be, like, the perfect send-off for him. I don't know.
0: It's not going to be bad, which, in a way, is going to make it even worse.
1: Is that make it hard? Because
0: it's... I just, you know... I was super excited for Crystal Skulls. I was like, "Yes, one more. Why not? Let's do this," <laughs> yeah. you know. And then, ninety seconds into it, it turns into Caddyshack, <laughs> and it's just like, I don't. I, this is like you almost need this to wipe away the stain of Crystal Skulls, but also I don't want it. I just wish they both didn't exist. But I'm gonna go <laughs> and see it anyway.
1: I mean, you're not wrong what so when people ask me what my my favorite Star Wars movie, and this used to mean a lot more when there was really only six, I used to say it I really never looked at them as just one single film. It definitely now I'm only talking about one through six. I never looked at them as one film, like no. Like, I liked one entry better than the other. But a lot of people were able to do that. I wasn't able to do that, right? It was the conversation in Clerks, you know, Empire. Empire had the better ending. You know, Jedi was a bunch of Muppets. People were able to. I never was able to do that. Are you able to do that with the Indiana Jones and say, which one was your favorite? Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom, or Last Crusade?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: Oh, you can? Okay. Yeah. They're not an ongoing story. They're episodes. We can do a, a, a mini Mario Machetes cut on Indiana Jones. I
0: mean, the absolute my absolute, the fa- my favorite is Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. Yeah, hands down. Um, I feel like that one is unfairly maligned. Like it's not the favorite. When I feel it's, ob- it should obviously be the favorite. Yeah, you know, um, it's got the horror elements that the others don't have. Which I know Steven Spielberg was going through some stuff when he made that movie. So that's why that came through. So was George Lucas. They were both getting divorces. Um, But Temple of Doom, I just think, is stylistically my favorite. Um, Kate Capshaw's uh, character gets heat, you know, because of, uh, you know, does a lot of stereotypical female action movie tropes. Yeah. But I mean, when they're in the cave with the bugs. um, Oh. Yeah. Um, the mine car chase, the waterfall, the chilled monkey brains. Oh, yeah. It just can't be topped. And, like, the thing is, the thing that makes it so great is that it's the sequel to Raiders of the Lost Ark, which Raiders of the Lost Ark is untoppable. But I thought Temple of Doom manages to top it just because of how, you know, over the top it is. Yeah. You know? It just jumps the fence. Fair. They ripped that dude's heart out. <laughs> yeah. In that one scene and throw it in the fire.
1: I it's used li- to think that should have been a wrestling finishing hold, that claw. And then they ended up doing it in that pro wrestling Nintendo, the the claw to yeah. the chest. But- I,
0: I love Temple of Doom. I think that's my favorite. A close second is, you know, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. And, you know, uh, Temple of Doom, I'm sorry, uh, Last Crusade is a really close third. Really close. Yeah. You know?
1: Fair. Yeah. I, that's probably, I think we're, we're in total alignment. That's probably how I would book those two. I think if you, if I had memories like of which one sticks in my head the most, it is Temple of Doom. I still remember to this day, my aunt walking in the house and she's like, that movie started with action and it just never stopped the entire time. Yeah. And is that one of the best Film openings of all time, the anything goes scene?
0: Absolutely.
1: Anything goes. That song, everything about well, it anything
0: works. Anything goes also combined with the actual action scene, the payoff. Yes. You know? So where, good. Uh with the uh where they yeah, with the jewels and the ice buckets and Lao Che. Um yeah. the yeah, it's
1: the the gong and shooting at the gong with the old stool Tommy Gun machine <laughs> jumping out the window, ending up on the plane, and then, then the plane didn't Oh yeah. Everything about it was so good. But the, I think it just worked for the one of the best opening scenes. And what was it, you as the I'm gonna ask you your your technical opinion. What 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 did they do with their faces in that scene that made it look so different? What did they do with the lenses? And the only time I've ever seen anyone do this with the lens where it almost made it look like the face was long. Like it was a looming figure it was in Superman two When they did general Zod Nan and Ursa after they lost their powers, they made their faces look long. Do you know what I'm talking about? What like, I'm it not felt sure. Like, I'm, I'll
0: have to look at some stills. Yeah.
1: There was just something. I feel like they did something to made, make them seem more evil. Like they just stretched their face somehow, something about it. And I'm talking about when Indy's buddy who was the waiter and then he just you know, he was going to help Indy, but then he ended up getting shot. Which was quite the swerve, because I thought that was going to be his new assistant or something. And he was done really quick. But, yeah, I'll show you it. There was just something about, if you can find that opening. They did something that it made their faces look stretched and looming. But, anyway, that I think everything about that just worked so well. And I think because Raiders of the Lost Ark... Nobody saw it coming. Like nobody expected that it was. This was right the Larcus Arc, before or after Romancing the Stone.
0: Oh, before. Was that before? was the inspiration. Okay. I mean, I think they were expecting something. It was Spielberg and yeah, and, and Lucas Jaws and Star Wars teaming up. So I'm sure the the hopes were high, but I don't think anybody knew exactly what it was supposed to be.
1: Like how high that was going to go. Because <clears throat> would you say uh, to me, he's Is he remembered? Is he going to be remembered or is remembered for more for Han Solo or Indiana Jones? Or are they literally like neck and neck?
0: (laughs) I think they're pretty neck and neck. It's like Rocky and Rambo.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a good comparison. Yeah. They are like, he is like Rocky and Rambo. It's
0: probably just your preference in IP.
1: Yeah. And then we had obviously the last. Crusade, it was such a big deal to have... uh, I remember them booking Sean Connery as their dad. Junior! Like, how big of a deal that was in 1989 to get Sean Connery in there. And it just, like, worked so well. And I think they were trying to recreate a little bit of that magic with Mutt, you know, since Shia LaBeouf was kind of hot. He was kind of anointed, like Steven Spielberg said, you're going to be the next Tom Hanks in Hollywood. And then it took a hard right on that and that didn't work the same magic what about uh the indiana jones chronicles did you ever watch that not really no i i had i did watch it and then i know a lot of people are like oh it's kind of boring it's kind of like a history show (laughs) they forget that that he's a freaking he's an archaeologist he has a passion for iniquities of course it's going to be about history
0: no we want to see the adventure parts
1: (laughs) so i never got that but why people had heat with that because to me I remember in Last Crusade how much of a big deal it was that we were going to see young Indiana Jones right and it was River Phoenix we were going to get a young Indy and then that's what I thought they were going to use to kind of kick off the show but then they booked somebody else for the show which was kind of confusing but that was a remember that was a huge deal yeah to get Sean Connery and River Phoenix in the last Crusade and ironically that may have been one of the last films I did see in the drive in as when drive ins were still a part of the regular obviously Last Crusade. Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. Was, I saw
0: Temple of Doom at the drive in.
1: Yeah. Which those were those are great drive in films to see. But are you To this
0: day it makes me want fried chicken because, you know, just go to drive and take
1: that bucket of chicken
0: oh, in the car.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Man, that was so. How did they stay in business? Maybe we need to go back in time. Well, I mean, well, they charged
0: they, t- a, they charged a fair amount for the car. It wasn't like twenty dollars a car or something. Yeah, back in the day, before people were charging twenty dollars for a movie, so and uh, you know all they're doing is playing the movie. They still sold snacks. Couldn't <laughs> did, go to the drive-in and not get snacks. No, you had to go to the lobby. But you, know, you bring in your own snacks as well. You, you bring your church's chicken
1: i couldn't remember i can never figure out if they charge by the car or charge by the people in the car but i they charge by
0: the people in the car or by the car okay so it's like which you could pay whichever fee but that's still why they would sneak people in
1: yeah you do that you wouldn't like not like grease like hide in the trunk but maybe your parents say just duck down in the wheel well you're pretty small yeah (laughs) that used to be a rite of passage trying to sneak into movies now i feel like people don't care enough because it used to be hard
0: I don't even think people think about it. because Now you have assigned seating. Yeah. So it's like, but even to this day, I still think of ways to sneak into yeah.
1: movies. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, after I'll... Mad Heidi, when I wanted you to show the screen, what would have stopped? There was not a lot of people in that flash show. We could have literally just sat down and just watched it.
0: No, I literally will use the app. The theater
1: app
0: to look what seats are open in a different nice. theater while I'm sitting there. It's like I'm gonna watch the end of the Flash again. Let me go just sit in these empty seats. I think that's something that just has to be inbred to you. Yeah, you have to come from that era.
1: We did. Oh yeah, we that was we used to try sneaking all the time. It was just part of it was part of the experience, as, as we talked about. Are you worried about the whole Kathy Kathy Kennedy? Do you think this studio, like, I feel like that's what's going to, this film is going to come down to. How many notes did Mangle give her that says, like, fine, we'll put this in versus just like, no, I'm going to make the movie I, I want to see? I,
0: I just, there's no way at all for that this was ever going to be the movie we wanted to see. Yeah. There's, it's just not ever going to happen. Um, it's just, it, you know, it, we can, we can pretend we to buy into it but there's a certain part of us that is never going to be able to accept 80 80 year old Indiana Jones doing adventure right
1: you think it's in our brain like I, we, I just, we realize he's deep faked when he's younger and we're it,
0: definitely going to realize he's deep faked i think it's and, and then um i just it, it it's like you know the, it, the 89 end of last crusade was the perfect ending they didn't need another ending
1: it was the last, it was the last crusade. The
0: last crusade, and, you know, it ended great. He made up with his dad. The arc is great. So it's just like, and then I think that the, the, even though I'm sure James Mangold is going to do a great job, the fact that it's not Spielberg still separates it from the group. It oh, can't, it yeah. It can't be helped.
1: Is he, he, is he just EP? Is that? I'm, I
0: don't know. He's I'm sure he's getting some kind of check, but, like, he's not directing. He's not directing. So... It's just it's just not gonna seem right, but I'm still gonna go sit in and watch it. Oh yeah, uh, probably twice. And
1: (laughs) you um, have to watch it twice. This movie's too important for you to not give it two swings.
0: Yeah, I give it two swings.
1: You gotta give it two swings. I'll
0: give it two swings, but it's just it's hard for me to grasp at any idea, (laughs) any possibility that this could be a great movie.
1: When uh, while while we're on that topic, what was the last? Steven Spielberg movie That you loved
0: Um, I don't know He cranks out a lot of movies Yeah For being uh, So up there In age already He's still working a lot
1: Yeah um, and I and I say that as I'm kind of looking through his filmography and trying to decide which one what I I mean
0: I don't know um I, I, I liked some of his later stuff I did like catch me if you can I thought catch that was really,
1: yeah that was good
0: I thought that was really good um I didn't see West Side story or I didn't watch all of it
1: no I didn't finish
0: um I just saw the fable which I didn't really care for um it, it, yeah it's gonna have to be um that one I said.
1: Catch you, catch, catch me, me if you can. 20 years. I like
0: the terminal. I thought the terminal was. Pretty I liked, fun. yeah.
1: I think the terminal got a lot of uh, un, unjust heat. I think um, it, was, it was pretty. I good. I thought
0: it was pretty good, but
1: I knew I, Private Ryan. Seeing Private Ryan was going to be a movie that I was only going to want to watch once. And Private,
0: a, Private Ryan was like an event movie.
1: Great movie, but there was no way I was going to watch that twice. Yeah. It was it was too heavy.
0: It's and, too heavy, and also like I don't think. What's what's wild about that? It, it is a good it's a great movie. Great film. Uh you definitely don't want to watch it multiple times, but it's also got that grindhouse thing to it. Yeah. You don't think about it cuz it's Spielberg, but it is just like graphic violence war for real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, real war. And it's got that and that was part of the draw. Um but anyway, it's a good film, fine. I like the War of the Worlds remake. I thought that was good. Oh, yeah, that my, was good. Minority Report was good.
1: Minority Report was really good.
0: Ready, Ready Player One had heat when it came out, but still echoes in my mind. That's yeah.
1: true, man. I I He mean, sought
0: I, that one out. Spielberg really wanted to do that one.
1: My, my only note for Ready Player One, which it, it was just too tough to do, is like, it was too short. Because I liked that movie enough that I'm like, I think I should read this book. And then I realized how great the book was. Yeah. and I I told you I only do it f- I only watch the movie then I go back in the book because I don't want to be disappointed now it's like oh look at all this backstory I have now but then after reading that book that was sprawling enough that it should have been more and now with ready Player 2 it really could have been more than just one film it maybe would have been a series yeah maybe that was the way to go just to make it a great series maybe that would want but yeah same like that that literally still echoes in my head. You know what Spielberg film that I love and that probably alone in it, speaking of just kind of sticks in your head, is, ironically, AI. Oh, yeah. Artificial intelligence. I thought that. I enjoyed that. I was the, It was a weird half Kubrick, half Spielberg movie, and you can almost feel when it went to one to the other. But I don't know. Gigolo Joe always kind of stuck in my head and – Haley Joel, I, just like the way that they learned how to, you know, the way it ended with the aliens figuring out the DNA and then giving him a copy of his mom. Like all stuff now that's slowly becoming a reality for us. That everything about that, the cast was good. Like everything about, did you like Yeah, I thought it was good.
0: I liked it. Um, I think you're absolutely right. It does feel like two movies. Um, the first half is vastly different than the second half. Um, but yeah, I liked it. I thought it was really good.
1: Yeah, I, I it's one that I've actually wanted. Has to Has Spielberg
0: back. ever made a bad movie? In your opinion, does he have any bad ones?
1: <sighs> hmm, that's a that's a good. Let's let's go through here. There's like not a, ones
0: you don't like, but yeah, a, a, a
1: bad. Movie. Oh, that are made bad. Oh, no. no. I, I mean,
0: everybody has heat with like 1941, but I think that that's probably a classic.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I think actually, I would love for if if they ever see if you ever see Alamo doing that, I'd love to see that on the big screen come out. Uh, I don't know if people had heat with BFG right he,
0: he, he did BFG oh, yeah he did
1: BFG He works a lot Yeah so I uh I would say probably one that was the I would say the most disappointing movie cuz I had such high hopes for it if if he was the, I don't know if he directed or not was it The Lost World: Jurassic Park 2 did he direct that He did Yeah I was that one I was pretty disappointed in Yeah like I remember leaving really disappointed in that just because, but it's hard. That was a high bar. I, I also felt the same way about the second Jurassic World one because the first one was so good. That would be the closest one that I would put on there. Tintin, that's another one. I don't know. I, I don't, I remember kind of watching it and I just, the cast was, you know, the voice actors were so good, but I don't know if it actually delivered on it or not. Mike, saw, did you see it? <clears throat> Tintin? Tintin, The Adventures of Tintin. I don't
0: remember watching it. I don't remember watching it,
1: man. But uh, you know, it's funny when, when we talk about Quentin about wanting to, like, I before he gets burnt out. I mean, early, there's so many Spielberg movies that are just like untouchable, like, absolutely untouchable to, th- to think. But now, is he? Is he? I didn't see the Fablemans and I wasn't even drawn to go see the Fablemans. Um,
0: it's not a bad movie, it's just not. I don't know. Not not sh- not really. Not really. Um, what I wanted to see, and it was kind of a weird experience, since it's like a dramatization of him growing up. Yeah, I think the best part of that movie is the l- the last scene where Spielberg meets John Ford.
1: Oh, really? They have that in there, and
0: I guess it's not actually Spielberg. It's dramatization. It's another person. Uh, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah. But he meets
0: John Ford, and John Ford is played by David Lynch, and I thought that was the best. Oh, that's
1: movie. cool. That's yeah. cool casting. Yeah, it's cool <laughs> casting.
0: It's not a bad movie, and honestly, I think if you watch it, you'll like most of it. I think the parts that were strange to me was there's a lot of – it's not strange. It's just sort of like the way that it was put out. It's a lot of family drama and like uh, the parents' marriage drama. His, basically, that's, like, the weird part. It's like, it's, it's exposing his parents' uh, sort of, like, family drama. Oh. And you're
1: just kind of, like... So it makes you feel like you're in the middle of a, yeah, a room it's like, when someone's fighting. Yeah, and
0: it's just, like, it's got these great scenes where, like, you know, the Spielberg variant is, like, getting bullied in, in school. And they're, like, oh, uh, you should uh, shoot the high school skip day and make a, make a movie of it. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And it's, like... The girl he's dating is like really rich and it's like my dad has an RE sixteen camera. And you say, like, Your dad has an RE sixteen like there's cool stuff in there, you'd like it. All right. But then all the family stuff you're just kind of like, uh this is killing my buds.
1: <laughs> 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 it also always felt like a to a movie that me that was made a little too late. Like this should yeah. have been made earlier, closer to the year two thousand. And
0: it's not like family drama where it's like we're over it's not like it's precious. They're overcoming, you know, abusive, overbearing parents. It's just like, you know, I guess his, par- his parents didn't stay together. And, you know, that happens a lot. And it's just the way it's played out. You're just kind of like, I don't know that you should be sharing this with me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was therapeutic. Seth
0: Rogen is in it, by the way.
1: Hmm. I did not know that.
0: It's good. You will You will like the majority. You watch it. You'll see what I mean. Okay. And you'll be like, if they just cut out like those parts, this would be very much but much more enjoyable
1: all right i will check it out let's talk about the two misconceptions or confusion or the way history is, is rewriting spielberg and this is two directing projects i don't even know if i ever knew this consciously that he was not the official director of poltergeist what is the story do you know the story behind that that, um, why he's only listed as the de facto director
0: who, of Poltergeist? Yeah. Well, see, this is like this is we got to have Joe Bob on for this one.
1: Yeah, that's what I want because um, because it, it, it was Toby Hooper, right? The
0: scuttlebutt is the 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 internet story is that Spielberg ghost directed um, Poltergeist because it was a disaster and it was out of control and Toby Hooper was maybe on drugs. It's so what they say, where Joe Bob Briggs maintains that that is not true, and that there's a camp of people who maintain that's not true, that Toby Hooper directed Poltergeist. And I think Spielberg has even come out and said, I did not direct Poltergeist, but for some reason there's like an urban legend that he ghost-directed Poltergeist. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and I ne- I didn't know that. I mean, I knew he was story-by, and I you knew he was the EP because that's what he was doing at the time, like producing, but... When you see Carol Ann, right, the actress that played, Carol, you always think of Steven Spielberg. It's like, oh yeah, you know how he he always likes to book little kids in his film to you know to add to the heart of the story. But I did not know this whole thing of why he's just considered the de facto director. So yeah, that would be cool to figure out the scoop behind that. Uh, and the other one, which I think everybody knows this, but it still always blows your mind that. When you think Steven Spielberg movies, the Goonies has to be on that list. And he's only, he did the story and he was an EP, but he was not the director.
0: I never think of that as a Spielberg movie. You
1: don't? No. You think of that Richard Dick Donner? Yeah, Dick Dick Donner. Dick Donner? Yeah. So that, I don't know, that to me that always felt like, and I don't know, it's just because of just like, again, you have him booking kids.
0: I I think that as a kid, as a kid, I was very aware, distinctly aware, probably more so than the layperson, how a producer was different than the director. And I knew that if someone was credited as producer, it was not the same thing as directing. And I think back in the day, people would get those two confused.
1: Yeah. Oh, 100%. It, it did feel. But don't you feel like even like the vibe, the music, just like the, you know, the adventure on there, like it just didn't feel Spielbergy to you?
0: Um, I mean, thinking about it now, sure. Yeah, it does have that Spielberg vibe. The score, the kids. Yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, but just, dude, just this, this movie, you know, stands the test of time. And it like it's so precious to so many people. Because directed by Richard Donner, screenplay by Chris Columbus, story by Steven Spielberg. Yeah. And then, like, all these actors. I mean, the lead. Everything about the all the kids they booked, they just stuck in your head. Like everything about it was magical. Other than then even creating the rock and wrestling connection. Can I you blow know?
0: your mind one more time? Yeah, do it. <laughs> Did you know that there is a subplot in that movie that was completely edited out where there was an escaped gorilla in the town? <laughs> 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 I
1: had no idea what
0: yeah part of there was there's a whole other sub you can look it up I'm sure you can find plenty explanations about it but there's an entire whole other subplot where they had an escaped gorilla running amok in the town while the Goonies were having their adventure And, this they is shot the and they shot the first time I
1: ever hit the first shoot. I've never heard that till now. Yeah. And they shot stuff for They a
0: shoot? shot stuff for it. I think maybe the gorilla wasn't working um, <laughs> or something like that, or they realized they just couldn't finish it. But yeah,
1: it's in the original script. Oh my God. <laughs> Ironically, the shark didn't work and then the gorilla didn't work. Come yeah. on. <laughs> Release the gorilla cut.
0: Mike's, yeah, for real.
1: Release the gorilla. <laughs> but you're right, Mike. I do remember him doing a lot of promos and marketing for the film as well. But to me, it's just like, I, I don't know, even if it's just for the layman average film goer, I think if they listed, you know, lists your favorite Spielberg films, I think a lot of people would list the Goonies. I believe that. Yeah, sure. And again, sure. You can say it, he's, it is a, in a part of his family. Cause that's a, a, Amblin, right? It would be, it would fall under amb, Amblin, but I don't know. Again, dude, reading through this, now I am really disappointed that Steven Spielberg is not directing uh, the last Indiana Jones. Like, even though he did King of the Crystal Skulls, what about if Steven Spielberg got Oh, my God. What's that?
0: That is a bad movie by Steven Spielberg. Oh, Indiana Jones and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. (laughs) That's his only bad movie.
1: There it is. (laughs) There it is. No
0: wonder he didn't want to come back to do it again.
1: (laughs) So that was at the same time that, you know, George Lucas was accused of murdering people's childhood. Maybe. Oh, I said the M word. Oh, maybe we're long enough along. All right. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. I guess that for you, that would be it. Right. Yeah. King of the Crystal Skulls. Oh Yeah. That would probably be for me, too, I guess. Oh, I forgot it. What about gritty? Let's talk about gritty. Steven Spielberg, and I'm not even talking about his earlier stuff. Duel, right? The the 1971. I saw that later on the the TV movie. I think I feel right. like um uh, Quentin talks about that film a lot. Uh, Duel. Then we have Munich. Not. I'm I'm just going to jump around. That's another one on how... Did you like Munich? Munich is awesome. Munich was great. Yeah. That was so good. And that came out in the same year as War of the Worlds. So 2005, Spielberg was still going to town to get War of the Worlds in Munich in the same year. Mm -hmm. And that's coming off Minority Report. Catch me if you can. Like, there it is. Your speed bump was Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Because after that was Tintin, War Horse... Lincoln, Bridge of Spies, BFG, The Post, and that's over the, in, in 10 years, like in a row. This, those would be a lot of movies that a lot of people didn't like. It could be argued he hasn't fully recovered other than Ready Player for One. Which one of those films jumps out at you after Kingdom of the Crystal Skull?
0: Um, I thought The Post was really good. The
1: Post? Yeah. Okay.
0: Aside from that, those other ones, I could not care less.
1: Yeah, that was maybe he just never recovered. He was the end title designer in West Side Story. We need to get Dawson Leary from the Dawson's
0: Creek show to give uh, an explanation of Spielberg's sort of late career uh, filmography
1: of what's going on. Yeah, yeah. That's... He,
0: James Vanderbeek lives here in town now.
1: Does he? Yeah. Let's go, let's go find him, man. We should book him. <laughs> just get. Could you well, come
0: on and do Dawson Leary and talk about Spielberg?
1: Just book him. We'll buy him an Uber. We'll we'll get, get him some food. Uber. We'll get him food.
0: We'll order from this Thai place.
1: It's good. <laughs> do it. I mean, it's really hard to you know clearly Jaws is his his number one film, but then you have. He went from Jaws to Close Encounters, which is good. You know, it didn't live up to the hype of, of the level of Jaws, but I think people still remember it still stood the test of time. To me, anyway, before E.T., that was the alien movie to go to. But he did Sandwich 1941 in there. Uh, what We were talking about this a few weeks ago, Twilight Zone, the movie. He, he did the, He actually directed the Kick the Can segment. Which was pretty good, right? Oh, on
0: Twilight Zone.
1: Yeah, Twilight Zone the that's movie. Right. Yeah. You know another movie that a lot of... Do you, do you ever... Did he produce Cocoon?
0: I don't know. Possibly.
1: Because it has all his directing credits, his short films, producing credits. Oh, that's another one. Super 8. But I mean, I guess that was pretty much... That a, was Abrams. Yeah, that was Abrams. But that was a love letter to... Spielberg. Uh, he EP'd a lot of stuff. But I was trying to just. Yeah, he EP'd a lot of stuff, dude. <laughs> Cowboys and Aliens, I did not know. Real Steel. The Men in Black films. The Transformer films was him too. Yeah. Yeah, what well so what a different career trajectory he took. But yeah, I guess Jaws would be the top film and King of the Crystal Skull would be that. So, do you think, honestly, now, like looking at the, his late filmography, could he make a good Indiana Jones in twenty twenty three?
0: I I I don't think that that's the stopper. I don't think that the stopper is whether or not Spielberg could do it. I do think Spielberg can do it. Um, I think, but I think that we're just past the point. I'm sorry. Unless the movie is about Indiana Jones as a very old man, which he is. I just don't. I think we're past the point of believability, you know,
1: and they but they refuse to go that direction of booking him like that. Like, I I know. Right. Harrison Ford one like, no, I'm Indiana Jones. I'm putting on the hat. Like, did you Um, ever
0: see on that on the there is on the Indiana Jones Chronicles where it's like super old Indy and he has an eye patch. and He's an old man. Oh yes. Remember that episode? Yes,
1: I do remember that. Um
0: I just think we're I just think we're pa- the thing is we have a bias to this and we see it through a different lens. Okay? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um because we were we were there when these movies were in theaters and we were young and like they Terrence Ford was only 42.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and like uh he was doing these films and I just think that I'm trying to think of the comparison of another person trying to be an 80-year-old action here. I mean, Stallone's doing it, sure. But I think we're going to see Stallone for nostalgia as well.
1: Right. Uh, Successfully, I guess we're yeah. looking for. Well, not that they're not successful, but they, it's very much in a box. Yeah. Like mass appeal movies. Yeah. This is the closest that they're attempting mass appeal. Yeah. That's a good point, Mike. That should be <laughs> Fablemans 2 should be later Spielberg's career. Just go in that direction. Totally. I mean, but you think about it, dude, like this day and age, what we know about health and what we know about like eating right and what you're drinking. What if he's doing the Wim Hof method and like he's like this, but we know he's not of just like he's like this super like 80s, the new 60s. They're not gonna be doing that in this film. Like they're you can tell they're booking around it. I felt what you're talking about. Now that you say that in Force Awakens, on that scene when those pirates came on the ship and he threw that punch, the wrestler and me, it felt like that felt like a working punch. There was too much daylight in that punch. It felt like he couldn't throw that right punch anymore. The yeah. movie Magic wasn't able to cover that up. Yeah.
0: I feel like it was even it was borderline on Crystal Skull. You could definitely tell when it was a stunt man. Um, yeah, I just you know and that's the thing is Indiana Jones he's an adventurer. I think they tried to set it up with Mutt where he'd have a surrogate to do adventures, somebody young. But yeah. um, I don't, I don't know. I'm I'm very iffy on it. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know how it's gonna go down.
1: Need well, Mike said I'd rather watch the Mummy Requel bring back Frazier and the Rock, making our call. Archaeology, Fast and the Furious. That's a freaking great idea. I would pay. That would be a day. Brian Fraser's hot. Give yeah. Him, bring, bring him and The Rock. Have them. Yeah. Have that on there. That would be great to see that. Uh, along those lines, how did they book? I feel like out of all three of the Indiana Jones, the original trilogy, The Last Crusade is probably the one I watched the least as far as like over and over. How did they book Sean Connery in that? Because he was older then. Like he wasn't the one doing like the full on adventuring. He was like acting his age. Yeah. Which I don't think Harrison Ford's going to be doing that in this. Well, I mean, like it, how, maybe to they be fair, booked him I like think that.
0: I think in that movie Sean Connery was only like ten years older than Harrison Ford.
1: Oh, <laughs> like in it, for a shoot? Yeah, for a oh. shoot. <laughs> um, I don't, I
0: don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they're. I think they've the trailers have shown a limited amount of stuff like you said we don't we don't hear phoebe waller bridge talk very much in any of the trailers no i feel like they're hiding her um we see action but i think everything we see is from the from the deep fake part right when it's the yeah when he's younger on the train he's younger yep. on the train
1: the what they show the horse running from the subway a lot i mean that's the big one that they show in the trailer
0: I don't know. It's just, it's going to be hard.
1: Is this, is there a chance? The buy-in is hard. Yeah. Is there a chance we're going to get a, you know, speaking of again, to jump, not to keep harping on Kathleen Kennedy, but we know for a fact that Obi-Wan Kenobi had a little bit of a swerve. And in his show, he wasn't the main focus in every one of his episodes. And they had another character. Is there a chance that that's, what's going to happen with the Phoebe Waller bridge character? that it's really going to be more about her but they're not telling you that yet? I mean, yeah, it's possible. And then you think that I think if they do that, I think that's going to backfire. The same way it backfired with Obi-Wan. That could backfire cuz then it's going to feel, you know, like uh, an agenda got pushed through there rather than an artistic choice.
0: Yeah, and the and the dirt sheet websites are going to be all over it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be done. Other, yeah, Mike, there you go. Clint Eastwood gone into his nineties and perfected playing an old man. If, speaking of <laughs> Philo, speaking of Philo, he did that right into his nineties. He did. Yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: If they if they did Indiana Jones five, where he's like past archaeology and now he's a drug runner, or doing some kind of job like that,
1: <laughs> Mike said, I'd watch an indie movie where he doesn't leave his porch. <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah, that would be great because that's believable.
1: <laughs> that would be something else. I mean, I, I just I know they were trying to figure out a way to pass the torch, but now they made it seem like they have no interest of in passing the torch because they can they do anything after this? Can they now have Indiana Jones presents Phoebe Waller-Bridge and the, you know, the the lost agenda? I just, like, I
0: just don't think Indiana Jones is gonna appeal to young people. The brand. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't think it's an appealing premise for the for the people going. He doesn't even have a phone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's interesting you say that. You're right. And Indiana Jones hit at the right time in the 80s that it was nostalgia for other people because it was based on what 50s serials, yeah, exactly. right? Exactly. And then 30 years later, and then it already it was a film based on nostalgia in the 80s. Right. Right. For the 50s. Yes. So how is that? that? And now we're, we're closer to the 50s, the, as in the 2050s, than we are to the 80s. Right. So is that going to come across? Which it may not. Did they need to try to reinvent Indiana Jones, like that one reinvention that they had with James Bond? To make it like, look, James Bond, he can do parkour. You know that's new, right? Yeah, but, new, but the right? thing is,
0: James Bond is reinvented and recast every ten years or whatever. So yeah, that remains. And every ten years they recast it and they sort of change the aesthetic. And uh, they're not doing it. This is the same. This is Harrison Ford in the same hat,
1: same everything since eighty two. <laughs> wow, that was eighty two. Yeah. Holy cow! Could they have done that? Should could they? There was talks of that happening. And then it never happened. There was even what? a Chris Pratt is going to be the new Indiana Jones. They were talking about recasting him all the time, and then it just never happened. Would that have helped? It worked. Could they have done it and been the franchise Viagra like he was for? Jurassic I don't
0: think World? so. It didn't work for Solo, so I don't think that that's no. an option for these legacy characters. Oh, no. that's
1: another one to revisit. That that one bad timing, but yeah, it did not work. So
0: I don't think I don't think it would work. Um, I think yeah i think keeping him as indiana jones is the only way to go it's just hopefully the movie itself is re- is you know can hit the mark and just be have enough fantasy but also be grounded enough to be believable i suspend disbelief but it's just like ugh, sometimes i can't let it go
1: <laughs> it's